This is the Not Bitter, Just Better podcast. The Everton Our Way. Straight, Straight from, from the street, street end. end. Hello everyone and welcome to the Not Bitter, Just Better Everton podcast. Mr Johnny Seven here with Mark Mach. Yeah, and obviously with it being transfer deadline day, we're scattered all around the country, so that's why we sound a bit different today. Is that right, isn't it, Johnny? Yeah, it sounds like you were on a walkie-talkie then. It's, it's that bad. I'm stood outside Finch Farm, freezing, while you're sat in a nice warm studio. Yeah, as the dildo lad here, yeah, with his, as he's showing up. Uh, I've hit the dildo somewhere you'll never find it. <laughs> Is that why you're smiling? <laughs> That must be another new record for us, lowering the tone in like 10 seconds this time. <laughs> you brought up the dildo, not me. Hey, less of that. Um, so, we've got a little bit of a different show again today. Uh, it's probably going to be another short one because it's a stupid international week. Um, but, with it being transfer deadline day, we thought there might be a lot to talk about. We'll get to that in a little bit in the news section. But uh, first, we're going to... Uh, talk about something that I've tried to block out of my mind so it's going to be quite difficult to talk about uh, and that is the Chelsea game from the weekend Did we play Chelsea at the weekend? Well, yeah I was already in a bit of a haze watching it after staying up to watch um, the fight I, I remember Chelsea having a game on Sunday but I, I don't remember the team you played to be honest because it was pretty non-existent the performance yeah, it was really disappointing, wasn't it? Um, seriously, uh, in all seriousness. Um, the way we lined up, we lined up with three centre-backs. Uh, there was a little bit of a sweat going on about whether Garner Gay would have been fit because obviously Snyderland was out suspended. Um, he made it. Um, and Rooney played up top with Sandro, who uh, made a, a passed the fitness test as well. And all I can say is they needn't have bothered. Yeah, if that's a fit, Sandro, I'm a bit worried about that. Um, to be fair to Sandro, I know he's had a few people knocking him since the game, but at the minute, it, the start of his Everton career just seems very start-stop. You know, he's sort of, the season's come in, he's picked up a little injury, he's missed games, he's come back for the game, now he's away on international duty. Uh, it just seems very start-stop for the lads, but um, yeah, he didn't have the greatest of games, did he, up top? Did, did any of them? Well, no, it was a it was a, a poor performance all round. They just smacked of you know a third away game uh, in the space of six days, two of which were against two of the top teams in Europe, uh, and the third being you know away in Europe uh, in a in a hostile place to go. So the lads just looked out dead on the feet to me. You know, very tired performance, and I think that showed. Are you you stop moving your bloody phone. Uh, out there at Finch Farm. Hi, what's going on? <laughs> it sounds like you're, uh, you're in a plane over Finch Farm at the moment. Well, I am. I just, I'm just at the moment. I just can't tell you who's sat next to me. Right, okay. Are you going to do one of those mad reveal videos? I might do. Let me just... I'll give you the clue. It rhymes with Kekelmi. Oh, right, okay. I've heard he was spotted in the, uh, in the Chippion County Road earlier on as well. No, that was just me getting me dinner. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the Chelsea game disappointing. It, it, you know, we were hoping that we would close the gap, and I guess, I guess the City game, 
uh, we did well. Uh, you know, we came through the, the split game and went into, into the group stage of Europa. I think that game just came too fast and we just didn't have enough to deal with them. Uh, goals from Morata. No, yeah, go on. So, yeah, I just think, you know, and obviously, I think potentially because of that tiredness, we didn't really have a go, did we? I think we were set out in the hope we might sneak a point, uh, you know, similar to the way we set up uh, going to City, but it was much less of a solid display than we had at City. Uh, and obviously, when you go out and you play that way, as soon as you concede uh, one goal, you're on the back foot straight away, then aren't you? And it's always going to be a struggle. Yeah, so we've got a little bit of time now to bounce back uh, with this international break. Obviously, a few of the players will be off, a lot of the players will be off on the international break, but it'll give the time, uh, the manager, some time to get the, the, the rest of the players together, get some, um, some of those who are nursing injuries back, and hopefully um, push on and you know get back together again. Yeah, uh, I say that the break probably does look needed at the minute. There was a few tired legs. Um, they weren't great goals to concede, were they? Uh, you know, I, I must admit, to give Chelsea the due, in the first half in particular, I thought the two best players, head and shoulders above anyone else on the pitch, were Fabregas and Willie, and I thought they were pulling the strings in midfield. They had us penned back in. Uh, and you know, obviously, Manata scored, and Fabregas then got on the score sheet as well. That, I mean, William, everything seemed to drop to William outside the box. He was just whether it was left side in the middle or on the right hand side, and he just looked so busy around there. And you know, and everything else that didn't drop to him, everywhere else on the pitch dropped to Fabregas, including the, um, you know, the cross that led to his goal. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I I think he's a really underrated player, William. I know everyone thinks he's a he's a good, very good player, a boss player, but I think. He probably doesn't get the credit he deserves sometimes because obviously you know you've got Hazard there and and a few others. So um, yeah, he is a good, very very good player. Yeah. Um, so two 0 down against Chelsea. Uh, so first defeat of the season. Um, bit of a shame, but hopefully get back together, reflect on it, and uh, move on. Which is what we're going to do. I don't think. Do, do, do we need to add anything else about that Chelsea game? No, the only thing I really want to add is just the fact that you know the the negative blues are out again already. Um, at the end of the day, we've now played five games since the season kicked off. Uh, obviously, three league games, two in Europa. Um, we've won three, drew one, and lost one. So it's not the worst of records. Um, I think the games have just come too quickly for us to keep up with. Uh, one positive I thought again from. Chelsea game was, you know, Calvert Lewin didn't do too bad again once he come on, sort of picked us up a little bit. Um, but other than that, we're struggling a little bit for uh, for any positives. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd agree with that. I think when when he probably he's probably man of the match, and he only had what about twenty odd minutes, didn't he? So um, that says it all, really. It's good signs, though. You know, the lad doesn't seem to be phased by coming on and playing his side. So. Uh, yeah, fair play to him and hopefully again he'll, he'll start to push on as the season develops well he might have competition, competition uh, which we will talk about in a sec
our first business of the transfer deadline day uh, came quite late. The signing of Nikola Vlasic from Hajduk Split for eight million. Do you think we'll ever be able to have a podcast this season where we don't mention Hajduk Split? <laughs> no, I think that's it. No, they're gonna. It's, that's they're just gonna be a, a constant. I must admit, you know, he did look superb against us, didn't he? Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember him either, so <laughs> don't worry about that. Don't make any excuses. Uh, I, I vaguely remember his name getting mentioned a couple of times. Uh, do you know what? I, I remember something the other day. Day number five, I can't remember his name. But every time he got the ball, I mean, it must be something. But the commentator was calling him Barry. And I was like, what? Barry's not playing? <laughs> Barry's moved to West Brom. Because <laughs> um, he didn't look like a Barry. Did, 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 What's you know, that got to do with Vlasic signing for us? He played for Split. Oh, right. Oh, right. Yeah, so brilliant. Great story, that, Johnny. Well, you know. Anyway. Uh, so, as I say, first, first signing of uh, transfer deadline day, but on 9th of the summer. Uh, so he, he, I don't yeah. think he, I don't think he's he, particularly the name that many Evertonians had when the you know we thought we were going to make a, a dramatic late transfer deadline day signing of a striker. I don't think he would have been top of many people's lists, but we can't really judge him, can we? Because we don't really know anything about him. Well, I don't think he's a striker for a start. I think he's more um, you know I think he's a quick player. Uh, he's a wide player. Um, so he's more the winger we were looking for, I think, more than anything. He's young. The fee is very cheap, considering the the fees that are going around at the moment. So I think it's a, a you know a low risk transfer really for the the price. It's mad that isn't it? Eight million or whatever you know whatever the, the actual fee is, um, being a low risk transfer for Everton. When you think about it the is. situation we've been in over you know the past. 30 years or whatever yeah I don't know it is but that, at the minute that's a low transfer for the likes of even Wolves I think yeah yeah um, so uh, you've you sent me a few notes uh, you know it, it doesn't look like the moves for Costa and Giroud are going to happen and Lorente gone to Spurs the Costa move seemed to be picking up a little bit of steam earlier on in the week uh, but that looks like it might be dead in the water now yeah, it did. I don't know whether Cumin was just adding fuel to the fire to sort of, you know, put a bit of a smoke screen up to the moves he was actually looking to finalise. Um, but nothing at all seems to happen with Costa. His name hasn't been mentioned all day. Uh, on as far as I've seen on the deadline day, he, he doesn't. You know, there's been no shock news of him flying into Heathrow or anything. I think he's still uh, drinking cocktails on the beach in Rio. Um, so yeah, that looks dead. Giroud is currently playing for France in a World Cup qualifier. Uh, nothing seems to be happening there. And as we now know, um, Sanchez is staying at Arsenal, which potentially uh, may have freed up Giroud to, to, to move on now that they're a bit forward heavy. Um, but no, nothing seems to have happened. Yeah, uh, the the actually clarified on Sky Sports the the, the transfer deadline day rules this time round because it, it, it seems to be in previous years it shuts at 11 o'clock the window and then signings can keep going on but they've actually clarified the rules this time um, you know we're recording this it's about it's just gone nine o'clock 
the uh, UK time. Uh, the deadline day window shuts at 11 p.m. But if you can get if you get the signature, the fee agreed, uh, the details the details of the fee. What what what's the other the other criteria you need you need to have by one a.m. Uh, and then you know you can still make signings. It's it, it's it's mad. Why not just extend it till one o'clock anyway? I've no idea. Things are never easy when the FA or you know UEFA or FIFA are involved. Are they? They've always got to be complicated. And the Spain window doesn't close until tomorrow. So yeah, madness. It should be the same across Europe. Yeah. So. So that I guess I mean if Costa, the talk was you know he 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 wants to go or he's definitely going back to Atletico, but he can't because they've got a transfer embargo. So the the potential deal was him join us on a loan deal until they can sign again and then go join them. So, but so they could still put something in motion I guess, but we couldn't loan him. Uh, he'd have to go, go to another Spanish club if, if it's not done by 11 or 1 o'clock today so I, I don't know I mean these these things can happen very fast can't they uh, it, it's amazing how, how, how long some deals can take you know weeks and weeks and weeks of dragging on and then a deal can just be done in the last 5 minutes and then someone you didn't even think of ends up at your club well, well hang on I'm getting a bit excited here oh no sorry just uh a picture of Nico Cranchar popped up then, and, and you know my love for the the uh, <laughs> Croatian wonder kid that is Nico Cranchar. He's only forty-two. He's what? He's only forty-two. Yeah, he's not coming to heaven. It was just a trivia question about how many deadline day moves he's had, and the answer is four. Um, you put you put the scares up, up here before as well by saying Tom Davies had moved to Coventry, but it turns out it wasn't our good old Kaiser Ketwig, Ketwig Kaiser Tom Davies. It's just some random. Yeah, I think he played for Plymouth or Portsmouth or somebody. So the other transfer goings on, uh, Morales looked like he could be on his way out. Um, there was a picture doing the rounds last week. Uh, he was spotted at Manchester Airport on uh, on Sunday when we, we, the rest of the squad was at Chelsea. So uh, flying home. Yeah, it broke. It broke Sunday morning, didn't it? That apparently, you know, he'd been spotted at Manchester Airport. He'd been approached by an Evertonian who'd asked him what was going on, uh, and he revealed that he wasn't even in the squad for the game, and it was a difficult situation. Uh, that was confirmed later on by by Ronald Koeman, who basically said. Uh, Morales have been dropped due to some sort of attitude problem or behaviour problem uh, and it looked for all intents and purposes as if uh, Morales was on his way to Greece to try and um, finalise the transfer there Yeah, so the, you, you said before that you know he's been subject to a couple of loan bids today but the only way we'll let him go is on a permanent deal which is mad because he's only just signed a, an extension to his contract so it's a strange one. Yeah, West Ham, West Ham and Olympiacos uh, apparently have put bids in today. Both been uh, immediately rebuffed uh, and told that if you want them, stump up some cash for them. I'd be ashamed to see Kev go because he, he's, he's often threatened to you know become a real player for us, but then just kind of drifted back down into frustrating bit part 
winger for Everton, which we've had so many of over the years. I sort of think it's time for him to go now. You know, he's, yeah, I don't think he's going to improve in any way on the player he already is. And as you say, he's had multiple chances to, to really force his way into the side to show what he can do. Uh, and I think overall, if you look at Medalis' time at Everton, I think it's been pretty disappointing. With the potential he's got, yeah. Unfortunately, I'd have to disagree. I mean, agree, sorry. <laughs> um, so, a couple of loan bids from us failed today uh, for Perez and Vermaelen. Vermaelen, I, I thought, might be a, a decent one. Uh, despite his injuries, I, I think we do need that kind of experience uh, experience backup uh, at centre-back. So, that one I'm a little bit disappointed by. Yeah, I mean, as you say, things can happen quickly. There's still a couple of hours to go. Potentially, maybe that might get resurrected. But, uh, yeah, you know, if it was alone and there was no real fee involved, I wouldn't have been overly, you know, unhappy with him coming in, uh, as you say, for a bit of cover. Uh, so, he, he could have done a job. Uh, um, what about the Perez one? Uh, well, obviously, you know, as we said before, as the list of strikers started getting shorter and shorter, I can only imagine that Perez was, you know, sort of six, seven days on that list. Uh, Lorente to Spurs, nothing with Costa, you know, nothing with Benteke, none of them appear to be moving. So we had a little dabble at someone who was available, uh, and that was obviously Lucas Perez at Arsenal. But he's chose to go back to his previous club, uh, Deportivo on loan so uh, another one bites the dust basically uh, what about Vardy was, was Vardy ever going to come to Everton early on in the week I think uh, it was said that Walsh once um, you know obviously Walsh's link with Leicester um, he, he'd like Vardy at Everton has that ever been in, 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 in the pipeline or is it is that just a newspaper one yeah not to my knowledge um, you know he's not been mentioned at all around and about today um, I mean, what sort of fee would, in the current market would you be talking for Vardy? You'd probably be looking 50, 60 million maybe. Well, I've just seen... Just because, just because the way that the fees have gone ridiculous. I've just seen they rejected a 25 million bid from Bournemouth for Demirari Gray. So, you know, and they, they they put a bid in for 20 million for Callum Chambers. So, you know, you're, talk, you're going to be talking crazy money. It looks like Mares is going to be moving now after we, t- we said last week or the week before that. He looks like he's now bound to stay at um, at Leicester. He looks like he might be on his way to Barca, is he? So I can't. No, I, don't see... think, I don't think anybody's come in for Mares at all. Uh, so as as they've denied Chelsea of bid, but I, I, th- I thought I saw earlier on that he was set to join Barca. No, the, he, he put out some tweet today, didn't he? That was just um, it was just like a red stripe and a blue stripe, just like a red and blue like emoji just like a dot and I think people just put that the, the fact that it was red and blue together and thought he might be going to Barca but he could have been going to Crystal Palace who knows that's exactly what I was thinking yeah um, yeah so there hasn't there hasn't been that, there's been a few little whispers but there's been no real I, I still think there's there's time there for one big one in and um, one big one out, which leads us to uh, Barkley, who's been the subject of a £25 million bid from Chelsea, I believe, today. 
Well, that was, that was paper talk, apparently, that we had rejected a £25 million bid. I, I struggle to believe that at this point in the window, we're no, not going to get anywhere near tw- a bid for £25 million. Um, so, I don't know, you know, why would you reject that? You're not going to get, you're certainly not going to get more than that. And then you're not going to get more than that in January, or and you're not going to get anything next summer, so why not take it? Because they, they, they rated him at 50. But everybody, we all know he's not worth 50, and if you're not going to get 50, 25 is better than nothing. But if, if the likes of Leicester are knocking back Bournemouth bids for 25 million for Gray, then you've got to think that Ross Barkley he's got is... Five years left on, he's got five years left on his contract. Yeah, but he must, he's not held as in high esteem in, 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 in world football as Barkley, you know, world potential-wise. We know, you know, the disappointment Ross Barkley has been, but he's still got a name in you know, world football as a young talent. You know, compared to Gray... You know, you, you're talking, you're talking leagues apart. I don't think you are. Potential wise, potential wise, and straight swap Ross Barkley for Damari Gray. I take it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just think you know, if if we rated them a fifty and they've bid twenty five, I think we're we, we'll be holding out for about thirty or thirty five. I think twenty five to come down. To, you know, that that's a ridiculous uh, price to ask. I mean, twenty five million for Barkley. You know, based on what he's done for us recently, yeah. But then you've just got to think about. I mean, the impact it might have on the club. I don't know. I, I, it's a strange one, and uh, we don't even know whether it happens. So, it, 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 still, Tottenham is still meant to be sniffing around as well. Um, yeah. Tottenham do seem to have moved on to other targets. Though, as we said, that you know, the San Lorente, It looks like they're in for uh, Gomez from Barcelona now. Who, who, is the same position basically as as Barkley, so uh, it looks like they've moved on. Right. Okay. Um, I still think there's a chance he could go, but I, I wouldn't be too disappointed if he stayed as long as he got his head down and didn't just languish in the reserves. Because what's the point in that? Maybe, maybe he needs that. Maybe he needs that kick up the ass. It's going to be an interesting one. Yeah. Um, so honestly, can you see anyone anyone else coming in? No, not not as it stands. Not with an hour and a half to go. You know, they don't, they, there just doesn't seem to be anyone available of the quality uh, and in the positions that we need. Right, so it's about quarter past nine now. You, these international matches are going to start, you know, petering out, finishing about ten o'clock. Is there any, ch- any, any chance that the deals will take place in that, you know, that last hour between ten and eleven? Because, you know, the international... Uh, stuff that's going on there's always a chance you always get deals coming in right away up to the, the final minute don't you but you know I just I can't even think who we're currently linked with at the moment there's not even any names in the hat as it stands yeah there was uh, something cryptic today about Jim White uh, saying there's going to be big business going on at Everton between 8 and 9 I can't think that that'll be um the, the Croatian fellow he just I can't even remember his name he, he's made that much of an impact <laughs> Vlasic. Vlasic yeah I can't even you know I, I can't think that that would be um, the big business can you considering all the business we've done this summer 
if it's the only business we do today, then it's the biggest business we do today. Uh, what about Niasta Palace? Is that the big news we're, we're waiting on? Uh, apparently, he's, he's having his medical, so that 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 news came out very early today. So it's a very very long medical. Um, Are you surprised by it that? It looks like a fever. It looks like a fee of about ten million pound if it goes through. Uh, I'm still expecting it to go through, but we're still waiting for confirmation. So they look like they're signing Palace are signing Sacco for twenty four million, and uh, Nias for ten million. It's just absolutely nuts. Yeah, you know, I think all the big transfers everyone thought was going to go through your Sanchez's, your Van Dykes, your Coutinho, none of them have happened. But yet, all the very mediocre transfers for, for, are still going ahead for inflated fees. Like um, Oxley Chamberlain? Well, yeah. I mean, 50 million or so for him with, with add ons, just crazy. Yeah. All right, so uh, just move on to other news of the week. You know, it, it's been a strange week, international week. Again, we hate this early on in the season. Um, one bit of news that came out I, I didn't I didn't know this I saw that you put up, up on the Facebook page um, on the Saturday uh, before, before the Chelsea game uh, at the weekend uh, Besic his dad got shot what the hell twice yeah I know I mean that, that's the thing isn't it you know you it's hard for us to really comprehend, but I suppose when you live in a war a war torn country and you know country that's very violent and you know as a as a real gun problem, you, these things happen. And I suppose you attract attention, particularly if you've got a son who's a footballer and is probably making loads of money. What's mad um, about that is he he was on the bench the next day. Yeah, but Bessage doesn't look the type to let these sorts. Of, you know, his dad's probably been shot hundreds of times, hasn't he? You know, he loved that sort of family. It's like, yeah, well, it's just another shot. I'm not bothered. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, he looks like he's been shot himself, to be honest. Do we know if this happened in Bosnia, or do we know? Do we think it might have happened in Bootle? It could have been brutal, yeah. If it's just as likely in either place. It could have been. It could have been one of those incidents in, in the front of the strands where the, uh, the 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 nefarious types of people are shouting from one end of Stanley Road to the other. Sharon, where's me tenant super? And then um, he could have been caught in the middle of the crossfire there. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd like to imagine it more like that than in 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 in, in war-torn Bosnia, to be honest. But uh, all joking aside, obviously we uh, we hope that uh, uh, Mo's dad gets better soon. Yeah, it's um, scary, yeah, fair, scary fair play stuff. to the lads for turning out the next day. Yeah. Um, so international news, uh, you know, Klassen didn't make the the, the Holland game, but Stecker's on the bench. Um, Bridge and Pickford. There's, there's very there's very few internationals going on tonight that can sit that. Involve Everton players. That that that's pretty much it. Uh, we haven't got anyone in the French squad, as far as I know. Schneiderlin's not there, so um, yeah, it's, it's it's very slim pickings tonight for for any Everton players, which again is probably a good thing for for rest purposes. Do you think um, Pickford will, will will play for England? 
No, because he's pulled out of the squad with a muscle injury. <laughs> Shows how much attention I paid. Um, that was yesterday, son, yeah. Yeah, all right. Let's just edit that one out in the studio. Um, <laughs> so the other big news, it's all over all over Sky Sports News, is Mbappe, Mbappe is signed for um, PSG for £165 million. Well, it's a loan at the moment, but with an agreement that he'll sign next summer. Because they're of the financial to, fair play. To get around uh, financial fair play regulations, aren't they? Yeah, uh, we, we have, we've we got no such worries at the moment. Despite spending, what, 140-odd million? <laughs> Crazy. Oh, hang on. I've just, just heard it on the grapevine that we've signed... Idrissa Gay's younger brother, Marvin. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Where do you think he plays? If he's a striker, let's get it on. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got, that, I got that text today. I wasn't, I wasn't impressed then, and I'm not impressed now. <laughs> not even with your little addition. Yeah, I suppose that that added that added even more cringe to it. To be honest, um. <laughs> to anyone who has got a clue what we're talking about, it was a Marvin Gaye joke. We haven't signed Idrissa Gaye's brother. These youngsters won't get that. Um, right, so bit of a meandering news because we've 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 both got half an eye on Sky Sports News, just waiting and hoping for that big deal to happen. But um, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. So. I think we should uh, move on, unfortunately. The uh, most interesting thing happening on Sky Sports News at the minute is the female presenter's leather skirt. Right, hold on. Uh, I, I think I'm a little bit delayed because I've got, uh, I've got Vlasic on, on the telly at the moment. So um, Why would you be delayed? I mean, why would yours be two minutes behind a legal uh, showing of Sky Sports News? Well, I thought you because you know, it, it's a satellite feed because you're actually there at Finch Farm. Oh, it's nothing to do with the fact that you're watching on some streaming device that maybe <laughs> isn't a hundred percent legal. Not a hundred percent, no. Oh, it's a, the, the, right. the the device is legal. I just don't know whether the channel is. Um, right, okay. So we've still got our fingers crossed. I think if anything major happens, I'm probably going to tag a little bit of a. Uh, uh, a, thought, a thought on the end of this podcast um, but I, I, I can't really see it happening before I put the podcast up for tomorrow uh, hopefully the Blues will prove us wrong and we will have a, a, a bag full of new uh, talent to select from but um, not holding me breath unfortunately Franchard uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I I am um, and Landon Donovan. Landon Donovan will be available for their, our next game against Spurs. I, I was whizzing through the uh, the Sky Sports app today on, on my phone and I was like, it was in work, so I was busy, so I, was, I had half had an eye on it. And it said Leon, Leon Osman um, for Palace and something about a leader. I was like, what? Hasn't he been retired for like 18 months? <laughs> I thought he'd signed for them. I was like, what the hell? But he was just saying, he's now another. Uh, another one of Sky Sports um, pundits. It's amazing how many ex Everton players go on to be pundits uh, for Sky Sports. Well, Julian Lescott is a pundit right as we speak. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a face for TV, hasn't he? 
Yeah, he's got a face for TV. It's just a shame about the rest of his head from his eyes upwards. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> right, so if we've got no more news, we uh, we, we best move on. <laughs> right, so have I'm a listen. Gonna, I ain't got, I ain't got a minute. No, sorry, it's not Julian Lescott. It's Lieutenant Commander Worf from Star Trek: The Next Generation. Again, the kids will not get that, but I'm onto yeah. it. <laughs> okay, here's our links. This is the Not Bitter, Just Better Everton podcast. If you haven't already, go and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash EFC, Not Bitter, Just Better. Or you can find us on Twitter at Just Better EFC. All right, so this is where we would normally look ahead to a game at the weekend. Uh, But as it's internationals, and the internationals are all over the place at the moment, we can't even speculate on... Um, much of the international stuff that's going on and to be honest you know as I highlighted before I am so out of touch with them that I wouldn't even know where to start anyway so so again another short podcast two in a row um, but we will be back next week with a look ahead uh, to the Spurs game have you got anything else you want to add Mark? No um as you say, international break, it's never easy for us to do the podcasts because we're only really interested in anything blue, Everton-related. We're not the biggest fans of the international team. Um, so look forward to welcoming the Blues back next weekend. Home game against Spurs. Good chance to, to get back on a roll. Uh, and we'll look forward to that as well as bring you any news that comes out from the fallout after deadline day. Yeah. Uh, as always, I'd like to, uh, to thank everyone for listening, whether you're using iTunes or you're listening through an uh, Android device, through the many podcast platforms that I am uh, still unaware of. And uh, we've lost Mark, so uh, he's, he said his bit. So thanks again from me, and we shall catch you all next week. Wait to lose.